0: Hi everyone. This is Changes is Possible Podcast and I am your host, Annie Filipova. Today's episode is going to be a little different. Why is that? It is because I started this podcast in February 2022. At that time we had only audio episodes. We had a small but very dedicated following and we had a very humble number of subscribers. But fast forward to today, We are in 50 countries and we have topped the podcast charts in Bulgaria, Singapore, and Hong Kong in the career section. Also, every guest that comes to my podcast, get asked one common question. And the question is, what are your three tips for success of any career change? This question is actually the grand finale of the episode and today I decided to handpick some of these tips and create an episode only sharing them with you. Let's dive in. So let's start from the very beginning. The first episode in February 2022 was with Simon Rhee. Simon had a 25 years career um, in trading in investment banking and private banking with Citibank, and before that with Goldman Sachs. But seven years ago, uh, in 2017, he decided to leave his corporate career and focus on trading full-time. He wrote a book, which is called Tao of Trading, and it instantly became a bestseller. And he founded uh, his school called Doubt of Training 2 and he's teaching people to create an income stream through trading safely. Let's hear his three tips for career change success.
1: The reality from what I've seen over you know 25 years in corporate life is probably more than 50% of people do not love their job. And in fact, a lot of people hate their job. And if you're feeling like you're your job is just misaligned with your purpose or or what you want to do, start planning. Start thinking about what it is you want to do. What particular areas of expertise have you got that can help solve people's problems? Mm -hmm. People will pay for pleasure and also pay for pain removal. So if you can enhance people's enjoyment of life or if you can remove pain points for them, you've got a skill set people will pay you for. So you just got to figure out what your skill sets are and uh, how you can monetize them. But I think the sooner you start thinking about this, the easier it is and the more confidence you'll have to make the step when it comes. And just to be perfectly frank as well, my pay took a big dip that, that first year. I was obviously in a well-paid job and it took me three and a half years to kind of replace the salary that, that I was previously earning. So there was a couple of fairly lean years there. But now I've, you know, I've sort of finally done that and I've got all the extra freedom as well. So it's it's the best possible outcome.
0: It was a fascinating discussion, not only because this was my first episode, but because I was fresh out of the corporate life myself when I spoke to Simon and um, what he had to say was a big learning for me. It was not only for the listeners of the podcast, but also a big learning for me. And uh, that's why I've chosen a little segment uh, to share with you, which is Simon's analysis of pluses and minuses of entrepreneurship versus corporate life. Listen in.
1: Well, I'll I'll start with the minuses, get them out of the way. I mean, we touched on the the loss of structure. So you've really got to be self-motivated. For me, it was, I guess, a bit of loneliness, that loss of your inbuilt social circle that you have working in a corporate. You go to an office and you're just around a bunch of people every day and some of them you really like and a few of them you might not. But the fact is you're around people. And when you go out by yourself, it can be pretty isolating. Mm -hmm. And so, that was a big thing for me to deal with. And there were several times in my first year should we say first year, where I, I really kind of missed being in an office and having those water cooler conversations, missed having lunch with people, after work drinks and that type of thing. I really did miss that. And what I found was that there was just a lot more effort required on me to maintain social links. I see. And, and I think that's a really important tip I'd pass on to anybody who's going out on their own. Just be aware that you're probably going to go through a period of loneliness and the effort is all going to probably have to come from you, because all of your former colleagues they 've still got their social circle, so you just just make an effort, so that was probably the main negative I mean the, the big positive, of course, is just being master of your own destiny and the freedom that comes from that. You know the idea of having to ask another adult's permission to have a holiday or yeah. take time off work just seems kind of crazy to me now. <laughs> my wife and I, we both work from home and we've just got such a great lifestyle now. We've, like I said, we've got a 16 month baby and you know, we can take him out and take him to the baby gym and spend a, a lot more time with him than we ever could have if we were at corporate jobs. And if I want to take a trip, if I want to go on holiday, it's all on me. Yeah. So the freedom is, I think, the real benefit. Wow. And just more than that, being able to align what you do with your mission and not the mission of some faceless shareholders. Yeah. They're never going to say thank you to you. Just that yeah, alignment of interests.
0: Let's move to our next guest, Lyubomila Yordanova. Lyubomila is a fellow Bulgarian and I cannot be more proud with everything she achieved at the global scene. She's a prominent climate activist and a leader in the climate industry today. She founded her company Plan A, which provides an AI-driven tool for carbon accounting, decarbonization, ESG and reporting. She has an accolade of recognitions. So she was an official speaker of COP26 and served as an Obama Foundation Europe leader in 2022. She has been recognized as a Marshall Fund Fellow in 2021, Top 50 Women in tech in Germany in 2021, 30 under 30 by Forbes. She was also selected as one of the 35 MIT technology review innovators under 35 for 2022 worldwide. Her career started in finance and she was thinking to build a finance expertise, but that suddenly changed when she went to Morocco for a surfing holiday. And this is how she ended up on a beach polluted with plastic. And instead of surfing, she was cleaning beaches in Tunisia. And this is when she decided that she's going to be in the climate industry. And that's the most important for her. So to select from her episode was very, very difficult because we had an incredibly interesting conversation. But what I selected was a segment where she's explaining how can people join the climate industry listen in
2: first of all what's most important to anyone that wants to join this industry is that there is a lot of need so please join and it really doesn't matter what kind of skills you can bring to the table because actually there's a lot of lack of supply at the moment due to the fact that there's been a lot of funding that went into the industry. There's been a lot of interest on the corporate side. So doesn't matter if you want to become an entrepreneur, if you want to join a corporate or if you want to join a large institution, there's a need for climate experts and climate excited people. People, What you need, though, is still a bit of knowledge. That's not necessarily a degree, but at least like having spent some time on understanding the totality of the issue, having spent some time on speaking to people like me, like you, someone that has dived into this and have seen the topic, not from the educational side. I've never studied climate. I studied it in my own terms and it was useful enough to just watch movies, read a lot of books, also read a lot of scientific papers, but ultimately get to the point of in a mindset where... I feel comfortable with the topic because it kind of is not something that is that simple and it really needs a lot of engagement. So that's something that I would say. And the final bit is to have like this learner's mindset. Mm -hmm. I would say if you would have spent some time on getting excited about the topic, if you would have spent some time then on educating yourself about it, then the final bit is really understanding that you're never going to stop learning. I keep on educating myself up until today on daily basis about what are the latest uh, research papers showing, what are the latest issues and essentially spending time on making sure that I'm always on top of what's the news because the truth is, is that this is an ever evolving issue and sadly it is evolving faster than we expect. So it means you need to be on top of this to be the most useful self in this industry. So, as I said, it is worth
0: listening to the full episode. This is Lyubomila Yordanova, episode six. Let me introduce you to another great lady. Her name is Rana Nawas. Rana is a 22 year corporate veteran who built her career around problem solving, growth and building relationships. She finished Oxford University with engineering degree and she worked for McKinsey in London for the government of Dubai. GE in strategy and sales roles. Then she left her corporate career to found her hugely successful podcast, When Women Win, and she became keynote speaker and board chair. Recently, she actually had another pivot in her career and she joined the Oliver Wyman practice in Dubai in the area of transportation. It was another uh, fascinating discussion And before I share with you the three tips that run ahead for successful career change, I want to share another segment, which really stuck with me. Have a listen.
3: No, but I think there's a a, a general misconception that all decisions are final. You know, there's very few dead ends in life. This is something I learned on my podcast. There's very few dead ends, you know, and what we want changes over time and that's okay. It's okay, you know. You do something because you want to do. You want to get X, Y, Z out of it. And then you get there, and you know something changes in your life. You know, a parent gets sick, uh, you get sick. Unfortunately, I've had all these things, right? A parent gets sick, you get sick. Your your husband gets a promotion. These are literally things that happen in my life. You have to recalibrate and figure out, you know, what you want to do next, or or just it doesn't even have to be something that's like a disaster like that. It could just be, you know, you're you're just. You want something different. You're not feeling nourished anymore and you want something different. Or, you know, the pace has been too fast and you want something slower. It doesn't matter. What we want changes over time and that's okay. There are no dead ends. It is true, isn't it? There is never a
0: dead end in life. There is always, always some way out, something that you can change and you can have a different outcome. And now let's listen to Rana's three top tips for
3: success of a career change? We touched on a lot of it. I think, first of all, is make sure you're secure financially. I know a lot of people advise you to just go for it and just jump. And maybe that's okay for you. That would not be my advice. My advice would be, you know, make sure you have some form of security. Either you've you've got a good kitty or, you know, whatever it is that you have a fallback. So that would be number one. Number two, when making a change or a jump, I would say really put some thought into what it is that you want to do. And I've been through this process a couple of times in the last couple of years, you know, when, when we decided to leave Houston and come here, I really like put a lot of thought into what job I wanted. And it's a tough one, but put that thought in, you know. It's, it's not easy, and I know, and what you said earlier is so true. Talk to people. Talk to people. You know, when I first landed in Houston, I didn't know anyone. I mean anyone, and I wanted to get a job. So I was out there meeting people, asking people to introduce me to people. I was driving up, down, across town to do coffees. Talk to people, and that'll help you figure out what's available. So that, that would be my second piece of advice. And then my third one would be, I guess, related back to something we talked about, which is there are no dead ends. Okay. You change your mind. That's fine, but make sure you demonstrate grit and commitment to, to the job, you know, give things a chance because, you know, first, we know that first impressions aren't always right. Sometimes even jobs are like people too, you know, you need to give it some time to get into it. So, that, those, those would be my three tips.
0: That was it from Rana. And if you want to listen to the full episode, please go to episode 15. Now let's go to our next guest. His name is Jay Shaw. He is a serial entrepreneur in the IT sector, but he had a very unusual start to his career. He was a commercial fisherman for 10 years. After that, he became English teacher in China. And only after that... He founded and sold several companies very successfully. At the moment, he is uh, developing and running his current company, Proxonomy, which offers automated board portals. So, this makes the, the board work much easier and um, digitized. Let's hear Jay's three top tips for success. For any career change
4: so you, you have to have something an I- idea, a sense of a market, an unmet need somewhere, so you, you need to have your eyes open and and be keenly aware opportunities in the day to day context so you, you, you just need to to keep hungry and keep aware, so that would be the first thing. The second thing I think is uh you need to be willing to jump. And it doesn't have to be all or nothing. People do what, what what's now called side hustle. Instead of diving headfirst into the cold winter water, yeah. <laughs> they, they take a small step. Maybe you put your feet in a tub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but you have to be willing to do something. I, I, I think you, you, you can talk forever and it never becomes anything. You have to do something. So there needs to be a willingness to take action. So, so number one would be an awareness and a positive outlook for opportunity. Number two would be a willingness to take action. And then no, number three, I guess, would be something mentioned earlier, would be resilience. Because w- whatever you decide to do, guaranteed it's not going to work. Or it's not going to work the way you think it's going to work. So you, you need to be able to deal with the setbacks and pick yourself up and, and keep going or, or slightly change course, whatever needs doing. So awareness, willingness, and resilience, I'd, I'd say are, are key attributes for entrepreneurialism. So
0: this was from episode 18, Jay Shaw. And now another guest who I know personally, and she's a powerhouse, Sonja Vedrihovich. We have so many similarities with Sonia. We both come from Eastern Europe. I'm Bulgarian, she is Polish. We both had a dream to travel and that's what led us to choose banking. We both worked in Citibank, well, in different countries, but in the same bank. And we both left banking. She became a partner in McKinsey and Company practice in Dubai. Let's hear Sonia's top three advice for a successful career change.
5: I may be a little controversial in my approach, but I'm going to tell you those directly coming from my experience. And the first one is before you make a decision to move, understand your internal motives for the change before you make it. Is it your boss that you don't like or you don't think you have enough developing opportunities on the job? Or maybe it's the culture of the company that bothers you. Understanding your true motives will make the next choice easier and more relevant because you don't want to go from one issue to another. So I would really encourage that. The second one is to make a profound due diligence on the team and culture of your new employer. The Asia interviews, I always say, are always a little bit like a great teaser of a movie. (laughs) And the actual movie that follows might be very, very different. I made that mistake twice. And you know, I did a really, really great due diligence on my last employer and it was really worth it. Because at the end of the day, culture is something that you are not going to change on your own. That's why it's, it's important to understand it and also the team that you are going to work with. And last but not least, consider the prospect of your new job, not only in the context of the possible promotions, you know, and where it will lead you, but more importantly, how it will stack against the fast changing world. Will it still be relevant in a few years? Think about how is it positioned? Is it actually going to allow you to maybe uh, get out of it in a few years, but also give you a jump for something else and better that you can take learnings from what you have done and move forward?
0: You heard it, right? The interviews for a job are just like a trailer to a movie. So don't be surprised if the movie turns out a little different. So if you want to hear more from Sonia, just listen to episode 16. The next guest I want to talk about is Stella Kasdagli. Stella was editorial director of Cosmopolitan magazine in Greece, but then she left it to found Women on Top, which is a non-for-profit organization which helps professional development of women and works for gender equality in the public sphere. But apart from that, Stella is an author of several books, and she is a winner of the National Book Award for Nonfiction for Teens, and she loves working with teens. Here are Stella's three top pieces of advice for career change, and she herself did quite a number of career changes.
6: Listen in. The number one thing that. I started doing early in life, but I know this is not the norm, is to self-reflect. And I mean both self-reflect before you do something and know why you are doing something, why you're choosing one thing or the other. And, but then also self-reflect after you've done something and think about what went well, why it went well, what didn't go well, and what you want to change next time. I think that this is really important in any decision you, you make, but especially in these big decisions that carry many risks and many, many rewards at the same time. The second thing I would say is don't ever change your career path or your job or your anything in order to prove something to someone. But do it only if you want to learn something new. There is no point in, in doing that, in taking all that risk and investing so much time and energy in something new just in order to prove something. Because then it means that you believe that you know everything or you know most of it. And in reality, you know almost nothing. And you will, in order to be successful, you need to keep learning so if you are not open to learning, and and learning goes hand in hand with failing, it's it's not going to work uh, in the long term, at least. And then the third thing that I, I believe many women uh, get and men get too long to understand it is that. You can't build a network. You can't build a community based on your needs. Your need is to build, a, to build an authentic community. And this needs to come before you need something. So you, you first need to invest your time and your energy in building real connections. And in order to build real connections, you, you have to be interested in other people. Otherwise, it doesn't work. So you need to build an authentic network. And then when you need something, your network will be there for for you and your community will be there for you. But you can't really build a community based on your needs.
0: So let's hear from uh, the last guest that I selected today, Mark Ross. Mark Ross is one of these forever curious and interesting people who had made many non-traditional career changes. Well, he started as a fifth grade teacher, and he did that during his college years. After that, he started in banking. After that, he developed a side interest, a side business of advising um, and coaching people. And after that, he left banking. Today, he works in a startup. He continues to develop his business, and he wrote a book, Mark Rose's Guide to Sales and Trading when he issued this mini book as he called it it was an instant success let's hear the top three pieces of advice from mark for success of your career change
7: my top advice for people looking to change careers would be first of all know exactly where you want to go and this is true for anything you do in your career even creating a resume, if you know exactly what your end goal is, it makes getting there so much easier. If I didn't know that I wanted to move to the sales and trading desk at Morgan Stanley, that move to State Street would have been foolish. So it's only because I knew exactly where I wanted to go that making the transition, the whole transition made sense. The second thing would be network. It's very easy to think that Networking just means reaching out to people and handing them your resume and asking for a job. That is not networking at all. You should always be meeting new people. And throughout my career, I've had a goal of meeting two new people a week and that's never changed. I've met thousands of people over the past decade just because of this rule. And I have such a massive network of people who I can call on a win, on a just call them and ask advice or ask for help. So building a strong network, especially in the area that you're interested in, Definitely a strong thing to do. And the final thing I would say is make sure you have the skills for your end goal. Wherever you're planning on moving, building up skills. It doesn't have to be directly related to the job you're doing now. Slowly build up skills so that when you make that final transition, you're a perfect fit for that role. It doesn't have to match your current experience or what you've done. But as long as you have the skills relevant for that target goal, it should be totally conceivable to move into it.
0: This is all for today. Thank you for being with me till the end. And before you go, I have a huge favor to ask. Would you please subscribe or leave a message and send us any comments and recommendations. The more we hear from you, the better this podcast will be. Thank you for now and see you in the next episode.